Hello, Gwen. Hello. How are you doing? It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new day and a new video game discussion for us. Are you feeling good? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a lot of feelings. I mean, we're actually <laughs> at day nine at this point. It's January yeah. 9th. So it's been a new year for over a week. It's been, yeah, we haven't, we haven't done this in a while. We enjoyed the holidays. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> did the holidays, like, I don't know what your holidays were like, but my holidays didn't even remotely feel like a holiday. And nine days in to this new year, I feel like this year's been going on for five years. Like I'm already done with this year. <laughs> Done with 2021. It's uh this is like 2020 the sequel. I don't uh, need, I don't need more of this. I wanted something new. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, done with this. Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I actually took a pretty good break in that I just crashed hard and I can't believe it's already uh the ninth. That's terrifying. I have so much to do, man. Like I just don't even want to think about it. I should never I, I I set a deadline I can't meet and I'm feeling it. That's <laughs> oh, about no. where my that's about my situation. Hey, you know, that's half of what this podcast's about. So you know, <laughs> the other my half si- is my situation. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. How is your situation? Ah, oh, it's not bad. It's not bad. You know, it's you know, it is what it is. But what I thought we could do, Gwen. Mm-hmm. is we could look back on uh, the year that was, but only in video games. I, d- I just don't want to look back on the year that was. In video games, however, I would love to look back on the year that was and stuff we played and maybe mm-hmm. even looking into the future at stuff we're looking forward to. How's that sound? Sounds good. I mean, I've heard a bunch of podcasts at this point about like reflecting on 2020, I think. And I think a lot of them are, uh, they hit what is 2020 about it's about a lot of things it's about multiplayer games and reconnecting with your friends on the internet uh and it's cliche but i did it i'm not gonna lie i hate like i just basically don't play multiplayer games but i kind of got into uh, a couple of them last year just because it was an excuse to hang out with some people it was the only way i could hang out with people what ones what like pick one that you were playing maybe even the best of the year that you played Oh, uh, let's see. Well, Human Fall... F- no, Ultimate Chicken Horse, I think. Ultimate Chicken Horse is a good game. Can that be played online? I've never played it online. Yeah, yeah, it's online. I, I don't know. We did it through Steam. It's more interesting. Sense. See, all my friends are, are game developers, right? And that game is... Uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse is a fun game for game developers. I'm terrible at this game. I suck. Oh, really? At, yeah, like I'm really... I'm just shitty at platformers. Anything that... Like I'm... I am objectively awful to a degree. It's like embarrassing how bad I am at this game. Um, but it's still kind of fun trying to mess with everybody else's plans. This is a game where you kind of like create, you, you do like the level design for a, a platformer. Uh, mm. Everybody puts down a piece of the level and your goal is to be the only one that can get through. Um, so you make a somehow screw over everybody else's path while making your own path or but you can't make your path too easy because if everybody gets to the goal location, then nobody gets points. And uh, mm. it's interesting. It's definitely something that uh, I, I don't know if it was more fun because I only play with game developers, but I had a great time with that, even though I'm awful. I, I have played it with a bunch of non game developers and it's a ton of fun. It's it's I, I wasn't good at it either, but the, but the fun is just in the playing with other people and seeing what happens and 
deliberately putting down horrible things where everyone in the room or on the call goes no like when you do it like <laughs> those are the best times so yeah, yeah that game's great i love that i mean game. I, we talk about it sometimes uh i i know a couple like my old co-founder forest was really he, he started out in like multiplayer games and i i've heard hung out with designers to talk about multiplayer games and there is just generally a consensus that um how people if you give people anything they'll have fun people want to have fun with other people we're social animals mm. and it, to a degree where some some designers might look down on that some designers might be like it's not hard to design a multiplayer game all you have to do is get out of their way and let them have fun <laughs> and it's uh oh. i don't know i don't believe that but it is no it's never funny. Do I. And there there's truth to it. just there's something magical about multiplayer games about letting people connect Mm. yeah and that that game it's been a while since i played it but i remember when i was in santa fe after a work day we all came into my office and played that game and it, yeah it was a ton of fun uh yeah really good game good choice gwen thank you yeah i so games that i've played speaking of things that are kind of multiplayer but i didn't play in any multiplayer manner at all Fallout 76. This wasn't the game that came out last year. I don't think Ultimate Chicken Horse was either, but the I played Fallout 76. They they made it work and it's it's pretty good, you know? Like it was uh the thing I did with it was so this was around when Animal Crossing came out mm -hmm. and I'd played Animal Crossing on the 3DS, like the last one, which was New Leaf, I think, and I played a bunch of that and between myself and my partner we've only got one switch so they were playing animal crossing and i already had fallout 76 because i bought it when it came out like a fool it didn't work at that, Wasn't at there that some point kind of, like drama around that game or did i forget something there was yeah it, it when it came out it didn't work very well now this is the general hallmark of a bethesda game particularly a big open world bethesda game Another part of the drama was that they deliberately... And this this part of it wasn't a surprise. Uh, there were no NPCs in the game at all. It was all... I mean, there kind of were. There was robots and stuff like that, but there wasn't any people. And the hmm. narrative conceit was that you were the first people coming out of a vault into the uh, post-apocalyptic world of Fallout and just kind of making your way. And you can build your own houses and build camps and all that stuff. So... By the time I played it, though, they'd added NPCs like that. That had just come out. They were like, you know what? <laughs> the fact that we made a big play of no NPCs. Turns out people enjoy NPCs in the Bethesda games. <laughs> so we're, when, we're putting them in now. Because it was, it was kind of a cool idea when I first heard it, which was like, no NPCs. The only humans you're going to encounter are other real-life humans in I your mean, server. Is, it's interesting. It's definitely a bold move. It's, and good for them for sticking with it and changing it into something that's a better experience. I mean, that's more than a bold move. That's like a, uh, I mean, you make a, that makes the game into something that only, it won't stand the test of time. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you know how you go to see a play? A play exists in a moment and then it's over. Yes. Uh, as opposed to film, which is recorded and uh, exists forever. It, it turns mm. games into being more like a play, something especially something with audience interaction or something like that. It, it turns into an experience mm. that's just very temporary, which is interesting yeah. in a way. It's definitely a bold decision. It, 
It is. And I mean, like, so my experience with it mostly was walking around the world because it's a beautiful world they've created. Like, it's a, it's just really nice to walk around. It's also got that good level of kind of scariness that uh, a Fallout game normally has when you're just sort of walking around and there's a giant bat, cre- bat mutant creature in the air that's like 70 levels above what you are at the moment. You're like, oh, God, I must hide and go <laughs> now. That's fun. Uh, not knowing that you're going to walk around a corner and there's a big group of mutants with guns that can all kill you easily. Very fun. But also you can build your own house, which is what I did. And I spent a lot of time building an, a lovely house. And that was my Animal Crossing. Like I was doing like derelict Animal Crossing. And it was it was really fun. Like I, I, I haven't played it for a while now. I think I reached a point where I was like, my house is perfect. I have nothing more to do here. Do you, and like is, there any, there. is there any stats for the house? Is there any like point to building the house? Or do you just enjoy the, the process of building? So you do want to build like uh, an encampment purely because you want to do stuff like cook food. You want to do stuff like purify water and craft things, fix things. You can also build your own shop, which is one of the elements that I really like. You, you can get these vending machines so you can put stuff you find into the vending machines. And because this is a live online game the other people on your server will come to your shop and buy stuff from you if it's good because you get to set the price and everything like that oh wow this is an incredible like mmo kind of experience that's interesting i i had a ton of fun with it like and the fact that you can just break into people's houses and rob them and shoot them the only penalty they put on is that the minute you commit some sort of crime there's a bounty on your head so the whole server is now allowed to kill you and given money for it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. So that's that was the thing they were thinking would stop people from griefing as much. And it does for the most part. And yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, there was actually, there was one time that a group of people broke into my house and it was terrifying <laughs> because I, did, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> How have I, I not heard ran. more about this game? This is actually pretty cool. It it's a lot of fun, and there's there's big like oh, there's big like raid events like you can, because there's a whole story to follow as well, and uh-huh. there's like you can part of the story is that you collect all these codes to launch a nuclear weapon. So you're the first time it happened in my world, it was terrifying. I was just walking along. So the servers I think have like twelve like 16 something not many people in it but it has a set amount of people and you're put in a randomized world every time you log in so your house and everything is always in the same place unless annoyingly it says there's already a house in this place try another server and you're like yes and it does that like seven or eight times but you know that that aside uh you can launch this nuclear weapon which like i said the first time it happened to me i was just walking around building my house and suddenly like air raid sirens started going off and a really scary announcement on my radio came over and it was like okay what's happening and then you you see the missile going up and you see the giant mushroom cloud and hear the explosion off in the direction that it actually is and it's yeah it's really cool now the reason you do that is because it then spawns a bunch of super irradiated really high level monsters 
that like the whole server will then descend upon and fight because you get really good loot. So like it tells you the area to go to. You have to have a super radiation suit to even survive getting there. But it's uh it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good game. And that's uh, insane. That's actually really yeah. awesome. Man, there are so many good games I don't even play <laughs> <laughs> like or hear about. I'm like in such a bubble these days. That's incredible. I mean same in a way that was just one that i was like i bought it and it had been like a year since i bought it and i was like you know what i'm i heard this npc update had happened and a few little news stories had come out where it was kind of like it's kind of good now you know so i'll check Hmm. it out i've already got it why not and it was a ton of fun i had a ton of fun with it i put i like put in i don't know how many hours but a lot of hours because i would just sometimes i would (laughs) Because I had my little shop set up, like I'd made a really nice shop area, like it was outside of my house, because some people put them in their houses, and I'm like, that's a mistake, I don't want people walking around my house looking at my little collections that I've scavenged, like I decided to take it upon myself to try and rescue every teddy bear in the video game, so I've got (laughs) display cases full of teddy bears. Because you find them, and I'm just like, oh no, like so I, (laughs) I was doing that, that was the thing I was doing, Uh, I don't want people busting in and taking them, so they're safe. But uh, I got my shop outside. I can't remember why I was even talking about my shop outside now. I got on the tangent of the teddy bears. The teddy bears is honestly gold. Like, that's adorable. (laughs) This is incredible. How long did you spend in this game, in this universe? So, yeah, that was what I was going to say. I would would load the game up sometimes. Once I'd got really into it, I'd load up the game sometimes. And because your house is only there while you're there, I would just load it up walk away go do my thing and come back move myself around a little bit so it doesn't log me out but just leave it so my shop was there so people could come and buy stuff and i'd get some money which was great because my 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 little shop was all protected i'd put turrets on it and it had lights and you know i'd I'd put little stations in there so people could do their crafting and stuff as well it was set but like yeah i had turrets there as well and they're supposed to with a like a thing that you upgrade they're supposed to if someone starts stealing your shit they're meant to see them as an enemy sometimes they would just glitch out and start firing at the ground and like you'd be coming towards your house and just the deafening sound of like seven turrets firing would be going on and you're oh good that won't stop till i log out <laughs> but, <laughs> but when they worked it was pretty cool and yeah like interactions with other people were mostly it had that really cool element of like You'd see another person and you'd have to like, quick, quick, do the emote where you wave. Be like, hello, I'm friendly, hi. And you'd have to wait and be like, are they going to they gonna wave back? Are That's cool? so Fallout. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was good. Wow. And they wave back. Most of the time they would. They'd wave back and you'd be like, cool, okay, bye. And you'd both just go off, <laughs> do your own thing oh, <laughs> into man. the wilderness. A... Oh, man. That's awesome. That's actually legitimately awesome. Man, and, and especially for, like, the year of 2020, what a, like, simultaneously weird and good year to have something like that where people can connect in that way. Yeah. Another wow. great thing I like doing was just exploring because it's a big map. Like, mm-hmm. there was one day I just was, like, I'd pull up the map and there was I knew there was a Nuka-Cola bottling plant. I was like, let's just go there. It's the other side of the map. I walked all the way there, walked across this massive suspension bridge that's going through the middle of it, found this giant teapot that's in the middle that's apparently like a real thing i think it's west virginia it's somewhere like this but it's somewhere in america you know like that a giant teapot landmark that i found on the way and i was like oh and then looked it up and was like, oh that's real okay 
brilliant times. Like all sorts happened, and yeah, just walking around is kind of cool because the they've made it so diverse everywhere. So yeah, I would recommend checking it out if that sounded interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've. I would say I was gonna check it out, but I won't. I'm lying. Like I just don't <laughs> play big games anymore. You know, but the uh, it's a sink. Yeah, it's definitely it's a sink. I, I appreciate that. That's in the industry, though. Like I appreciate what. There, there's so many corners of this industry. It's so massive and I can't mm. keep up with even like my corner. So it's, <laughs> it's just awesome to hear about that kind of thing. Speaking of your corner, was there anything else you played this year, Gwen? Um, let me think. Uh, yes. I mean, obviously I play loads of games. The mostly I have been playing puzzle games though, just cause making another puzzle game, love puzzle games. This Makes is sense. my obsession for the last couple of years now. So uh, I think a big one early this year was probably The Pedestrian. I, I actually really, really adored that one. Uh, oh, I'm not, I don't think I've even heard of that one. What's, what's that one about? It's a, uh, it's hard to explain. It's just a delightful little puzzle game. It's a platformer. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. The ending's totally different. I personally didn't care for it, but I appreciate that they went for it. Like they went for oh. it with the ending. Like they put some money oh. into their ending. Uh, oh, it it, it kind of does build towards a thing, um, but the I, I did I did like that. I, I think that's a puzzle game that it had a really nice vibe and feel, art and music. It, it uh, had an incredible variety in just the sizes of the puzzles, what you were doing. It was just interesting to me. Um, hmm. I was in a good mood the day I played that, as opposed to the other one, like another major puzzle game this year. The one that probably everybody in my circles is talking about is a Monsters Expedition, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, friend of the show uh, made Alan that, Hazelden. I believe. Yeah, mm. Alan Hazelden's a monstrous expedition. Um, what can I say that hasn't been said? It's a, a great game, fully explores every mechanic. Uh, you continuously find unexpected uh, interactions with the same mechanics you've had from the beginning. Um, he definitely, there's a whole world map there that has a point. Kind of, how do I put this? In Kine, I stitched all the levels together just for fun, and it, mm. it made a beautiful world and so forth. But there wasn't really a point to it, whereas I feel like uh, with the Monsters Expedition, there's there's definitely a point to it. There's secrets you can get to. The way the world is was very carefully put together was really mind-blowing. It's the kind of thing that you... I think if you're somebody who makes puzzle games and makes games like this, you will appreciate it so much more. I, I think the, the one critique I'd have is I bet most people who play just don't appreciate both how hard that was <laughs> and uh, how cool it is. It's one of those things where once you do something, you can kind of appreciate it a little bit more. I don't know how to put it, but yeah, that, that was I definitely, get what you mean. yeah, that was just a masterfully crafted game. I liked that one a lot. And I, I'm trying to think of like the other games I've played. Uh, I, I played, I had to shock on a ton of them in December cause I'm evaluating them for like an award thing. Um, uh-huh. and there was, uh, and I, like some of it's me watching Ian play it. Some of it's me playing it. Hades is obviously up there, but everybody talks about Hades. Um, they do. Rightfully yeah. so, but they do. Deserves it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, totally. Mm, brilliant game. <laughs> loads of loads of brilliant AAA games last year. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't play AAA games anymore. I, I'm more likely to play some small puzzle script game. I, I just, there's something so daunting about, getting one of those big games and starting it and 
it's just so much easier to just go on Discord and find some small game I can play in browser immediately and just check it out. And I love mm. those small games now. I just love them. That I've just stopped playing real game or big like AAA games. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like I'm broken, <laughs> losing touch. No, I mean it's it's a time thing. Is is definitely a real thing. And like, I had a lot more time when I was playing Fallout seventy six. You know, <laughs> it was. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I how to put it. I definitely. Yeah, I, I miss those days when I. There used to be these games that were big and that meant. Some, how do I put it? Do you remember the last time you finished a game and it had taken you a while? And after it mm. finished, you were like sad. You were sad that it was over. Yeah, no, not for a long while. Not for a long while have I, I finished a game like that. Yeah, I miss that feeling. Like I haven't had that feeling in a while. Or just, or even just like you finish a game and you're like, I need to go do something else. I can't play another game yet. I just need to let that one simmer. Like, I need to step down from this. Like, Inside was mm. probably up there for me. That was probably the last one I can think of. Um, yeah. Dragon Age, the first one. I think yeah. that one's up there. But, like, I, I didn't have one of those in 2020. I haven't had one of those in a while. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I don't have the time to commit to these longer games. Uh, I, I lose interest in these longer games. Uh, I don't know if it's because... I think the idea of a game that ends is kind of old fashioned now. Like everybody's making games that you play forever, that you experience forever. And so you don't, you don't have that feeling anymore. Uh, I don't know. True. I miss that feeling. Yeah, no, it was good. I'm trying to think <laughs> weird. I'm, maybe just cause I'm talking to you, but like Bioshock Infinite's one I was thinking of. I can, I can remember finishing Batman Arkham Asylum and genuinely being like, ah oh, man, I was really enjoying that. Like, <laughs> It was yeah. a shame to finish it. I think X, any game on the Xbox 360 was probably the last time I remember finishing a game like that that I'd put a lot of time into and, yeah, kind of being bummed out that I'd finished it. Yeah. So it's been a while. And, you know, I don't think it has to be a long game, thinking back, because I said inside and that game is short. So maybe mm -hmm. it's not a long game thing. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. But I, I miss that feeling, man. Um, and I, maybe it's the games I play now. Like, you're probably not going to get that feeling from a puzzle game. I mean, I guess I was I was a little bit Portal did it Portal Two. That was a fun ending, but I, I was a little mixed because I can't play first person games like I can play. I can play about half of first person games. There's something about like the post proc effects in some games, and Portal was bad. Like that would make me hella nauseous the whole way through. Oh, no. Oh man, yeah, and those games are great. Maybe it's like an immersion thing, like how much they suck you in. Because that's definitely a thing for me. Not necessarily uh, time, but how much I'm like, I'm thinking about this game when I'm not playing this game. Is that like, if, as far as getting that feeling, the undefinable, real, yeah. like the, the games that stay with you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking about like what I said, Batman Arkham Asylum. And I can remember when I was playing that, I remember I had to go to a different part of the country to visit someone. And I can remember thinking in my head like, Oh man, I wish I could be playing Batman though. Like I could, I could be playing Batman right now, and that get that game's really good. Like I could be. <laughs> oh man, like, that's yeah. my defining memory of the trip is that I was really wanting to play Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't felt that way in so long. Mm. It's sad to say because I'm a game developer. I want to. I miss that feeling. I want that again. It's been a while since I've been surprised too. I I 
things that surprise me are, are almost more special than things that are good. Like the yeah. shit. I'd have to look it up. There was one game I played one weekend. I think I talked about it on the podcast that definitely surprised me. It was like, um, it was a game where you're, uh, like a camera. It was called, it's called not for broadcast. Did I talk about that on the podcast? That does ring a bell. So maybe you did, but refresh my memory anyway. I wouldn't say this was like the greatest game ever, but it was so different and I had no idea it was coming. And it was just, this is a game where you're sitting in a room and you're like a, a newscaster and you're cutting between different cameras. Uh, so basically like the news is happening and the new, this is all fake, mm-hmm. right? Like somebody wrote a story uh, about like, uh, that. <laughs> Given 2020, it's actually probably a little bit tame, but it's supposed to be like an extreme story about the the one political party taking over and so forth. But it's happening. You're just a person who's cutting together the news. And it's kind of funny and it's kind of interesting. And you get to see what's happening behind the scenes some of the times. So you get to know the people mm. um, because you can kind of creep on people when they're not even on camera because the, the film's live still. Um, it, it was just a really unique thing. Uh, it's a yeah. video game. It's it's definitely in the field of video games. But it's not what you think of when you think of a video game. And it surprised me. And at this point, like I'm more, because I, I play so many games and I evaluate them at this point. And I play them like, when I say I play so many games, I mean like I play the first 15 to 30 minutes of so many games that yeah. like the, just for various reasons, that, that like being surprised is... Uh, it's just not in a short game. It's just not something that happens very often. And so I remember that one. Like that one's memorable. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I should check that out. What was that called again? Not for broadcast? Not for broadcast. Yeah. There's a cool. free prologue on Steam. Oh, nice. Even better. Yeah, I'll check mm-hmm. that out. Another game I played that I really enjoyed this year uh, was a game called Cloudpunk by Ion Lands. I think we, we referenced this before, so I won't talk about it too much uh it's it's definitely an acquired taste yeah because i know you didn't super dig it which sorry i get no i get it like because it's you don't you don't do a lot like it (laughs) you're mostly experiencing the story while piloting a little car around and the controls for piloting the little car around are not great so it's not super fun like any of the gameplay elements are not super fun but for me, so the idea of this game is that you it's set, obviously, in a cyberpunk world. You could probably figure that out. It's called Cloudpunk. You see the images immediately like, oh, I get it. It's dark purples, dark blues. It's big uh, Blade Runner looking towers. Like, it's, it's all of that. You're in a flying car. You're a driver. And it's your first night in the big city. And you got to do some deliveries for this group called Cloudpunk. You got a... AI that used to be a robot dog that's now in your car's computer that you talk to and it's all fully voice acted some of the voice acting is good some of it is not so good so you were into it because you just wanted to like sink into the story of being in the cyberpunk world exactly it for me the way it looked the soundtrack and the basic story was all I needed and I, I actually finished the game which is as you were discussing earlier quite rare that like i actually sit and finish a game but like i just uh, actually you know what i i finished that game and i was kind of bummed out that i had no more reason to be in it because i liked being in the world 
it was yeah. I, I don't know it was it was always nighttime it was mostly rainy like it, it it had exactly the right atmosphere that i was just like hmm this is nice <laughs> that's so british it was perfect it was night it was always raining i gwen everything was a little bit harder than it should have been are Nothing you, like, felt intuitive and s- things happened around me and I just sort of was there for it. <laughs> You'd be surprised that like I came. So for those, those of you that might not have listened to all of these episodes, I lived in New Mexico for a bit. And that's like the reverse of that. It is not <laughs> mostly cloudy and rainy there. Uh, when I moved back here, it was in like the beginning of winter. And I remember thinking like, this is this is the climate I get on best with. This is it. <laughs> I love this. Like, like it, at the moment, every day, it's like, it's cold. Like, it's freezing levels of temperature. But I love it. Like, I like going, I found out I like going for walks when it's raining. One, because there's less people about. So it's like, great at the moment. Uh-huh. But <laughs> two, you only get the really committed walkers when it's raining. <laughs> but two, I just like it. Like, it's just nice. Like, I'm just walking around. I'm just like, yeah, it's all kind of gray, raining. And it's like, everything's kind of damp. But green, like I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're broken. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> Something's this broken has, inside of you. It's but that's been awesome. here for my whole life. But, I mean, uh, I don't think people play cyberpunk games to enjoy the ambiance. Like, I think when you think of a cyberpunk game, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be dystopian. It's <laughs> dark and it's raining, and that's supposed to be bad, Chris. True. Maybe you know, you're probably right. But there was something about this game that I was just like, oh, I love it here. This is great. Like, it's this home. is. It felt, it, it, you say that, it felt right. I was in it, I was <laughs> driving around in my car, and they have, so they've updated this game since I played it. There's a first person view now, because it was a fixed camera. It's like, a, it looks kind of voxely, like, and if they've got a first person camera now, and some of those character models up close are not good, because it was a fixed camera from a distance when I played mm-hmm. it. But first person driving that car around, I was like, come on, this is pretty cool this has got to be pretty fun you gotta go back and play it again chris i might but i i did the whole story and i kind of like you know when you finish something and i was sad i had to leave but i was also like i've done it like Mm -hmm. to go back i would just be retreading and it's got a this the main story's not it's very predictable to me at least probably to anyone like that's heard a story like it's you pretty much know where it's going so some really good we're talking about our favorite games of 2020 and one of your favorite games just to recap was dark and depressing but you're into that with controls that are honestly not that good but you're okay because it has a good story but the story is actually kind of predictable like are we is this yep that's where i was at ladies and gentlemen cloud punk Story's predictable. The controls are bad. Uh, <laughs> if you're the sort of person that finds this miserable, it's quite miserable. But uh, I don't know. Like, some, like I said, some of the voice acting was very good. Like, the ma- your main character is very good. The main person you interact with is very good. It's mostly only side characters that can sometimes crop up, and there's some dodgy voice acting going on. But some of the side quests are really good like uh you have to deliver a oh no should i ruin it no no this is only the setup you have to deliver a package to a financial building and you get there and you have a package for i think it's like mr smith or something like that but it turns out it's a building that's been abandoned for like 30 or 40 years and it's all just robots that are all called mr smith and that's all they know and they've not been anywhere else 
So it develops from there, and you got to figure out who you're giving your package to and stuff, and it's quite fun. So the the little side quests can be interesting and enjoyable. The main quest not so much, but like I would, the way I would say is like, like if you look at an image, like if you look at their key art image, or you see a trailer, and you go, I think I might enjoy that. You will. But if 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 that, if just the p- color palette alone does not pull you in, and basically you're kind of just experiencing a screensaver that you can vaguely move like <laughs> you're not gonna enjoy it but i did and it, it, i actually finished it this year and it was a lot of fun hey i'm glad you i'm glad you enjoyed it it was not my particular <laughs> cup no. of tea no it's an acquired taste it for is sure. an acquired taste what's your uh what are you looking forward to this year because i mean everybody did uh like this is boring we're recapping last year it's already 2021 we are over a week True. into it what's True. coming up there's a few things coming out this year that I'm looking forward to. Deathloop look cool. I'm still looking forward to Deathloop, the uh, mm. arcane game, Let's if you remember at, uh, that. I do. I remember the trailer for that. That looks cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I'm looking forward to this year. Like, besides, like, obviously, I'm way too into puzzle games. So, like, Bonfire Peaks, I'm excited for that. But uh, let me think. There's a bunch of puzzle games actually coming out that are really good. Shit. Like, I'd have to pull up a list. It'd be embarrassing if I tried to do it off out of memory because I'll forget somebody. This is gonna, Oh, gonna I'm be... looking at a list. So you feel free. Like... <laughs> nah, this is just, like, in general, I think this is going to be a really good year for puzzle games. Yeah, I mean, there, there's one coming out that I've heard of um, by uh, Chump Squad <laughs> that, that, that looked pretty promising. Yeah, Labrat, that, that'll definitely come out this year. Maybe not as early as I had hoped, but... Uh, but no this year, it'll be 2021. Yeah, I thought uh, there's a couple. There's um, Psychonauts two's coming out this year. Yeah, that'll be fun too. Cause I um, so very early on before they had a team when they were shopping around, Tim Schafer was shopping around the project for a publisher. We were mm. um, the they contracted the Molasses Flood to kind of like bootstrap their production. So we did the first prototype. Yeah. Like we made the playground with like we took a Raz model. They gave us um a Raz model that they had used for some VR game they were doing at the time at Double Fine. And we just made the the move kit. Uh, so Raz running on a bubble and, and all that stuff. And because uh, this was at the time, Double Fine had their own engine and they were switching over to the Unreal Engine. And so I saw it like I saw what it was early on. Like I saw the the first move kit and stuff like that. And I haven't seen it for years. Uh, and I'm excited to see if anything lasted. Probably not. Uh, I, I remember calling my partner into the room because i was watching uh a development diary thing for it and you were on it for like in a call like for a split second there was <laughs> there was gwen on on it like on a skype call kind of setup yeah that and was they were super showing weird. that I ball mean... and st- i was i was like it's gwen i know her come in here like <laughs> i remember really i went exciting. to their i went to their office once and they mic'd me uh because the the documentary crew was there filming it Mm. that is a that is a studio that lives they 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 do live dev on the internet big budget live dev they have a documentary crew in their office it's intense i imagine it is but like you know they are always my example of doing it right like whenever i'm thinking of marketing Mm. or any like anything i'm always like that's how i'd do it just so you know, like, uh, that's that's not a, achievable for a smaller dev. Like, I'm not kidding. Oh, they have no. a full time like, documentary crew, and it, it's not just that either. Yeah. Like, do you really want to? 
I, if I had that kind of money, I don't know if that's the way I would do it either, to be honest. Oh, no, like, not everyone does. And it doesn't, it, I don't think it does work for everyone because not everyone wants to be on camera all the time. Like, that's just the reality. But yeah. being someone that would be fine being on camera all the time, in my head, I'm like, well, that's what I'd do. Like, <laughs> I'd have loads of information out about me and I'd let people get to know me via my videos. And then they're going to want to buy my stuff. It's always my thinking. Yeah. I mean, it definitely works if your approach is more like crowdfunding and that sort of thing. Like, uh, oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to survive in this industry. They definitely did. They survived and they got bought by Microsoft, and now they're making awesome games for Microsoft <sighs> yeah, and Game Pass really well. and stuff. So, good for them. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a game called Gotham Knights that's coming out. Speaking of Batman, as I was at the beginning of the <laughs> near the beginning of the show, I'm looking forward to that. You hmm. play all like Robin and Nightwing and other people, but it's just made by that same team. So I was like, yep, I'll play more of that. It's been long enough. That <laughs> last one wasn't so hot and I didn't finish it. That I forget the name the same. of it, but yeah, yeah they kind of were. Just, like the f- oh, what I want is the same thing that I loved again, but different a little. <laughs> yeah can you make it so it feels like when i played the first one even though i knew i didn't know what i was getting into which is what made it good can i have that feeling again but different and more is that possible <laughs> do that please i've heard it's really simple i've seen lo- lots of hollywood films just nail it every time i think it's doable yeah <laughs> you're gonna pull it off this time guys but yeah i don't know that who knows they might they may or may not but yeah that one looked kind of cool and there's bound to be a bunch of other stuff that I'm looking forward to that I just can't think of off the top of my head right now because video games are always coming out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe being surprised. That'd be fun. Yeah. That would be nice. When you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, you know what? I can't think the last game I think that I played and was genuinely like, wow. I can't even think of one off the top of my head that like actually surprised me and those are always the coolest actually you know that's not fair 2019 had a few eliza was up there for me so was um was that other one disco elysian oh yeah you super like that game i loved that game yeah yeah lots of people super like that game it's 2020 was a little bit i'm I'm having trouble thinking of one that like reached me in 2020 in the same way like disco elysian reached me disco elysian is fascinating too because like it's so beautiful and interesting and i'm I love that genre and what they did, and I have mm. no ability or desire to make a game like that. <laughs> so as a, I appreciate it, and I love it as a video game and purely as a fan, which is something I can't really say for something like Monsters Expedition, where I'm like, I can imagine how to make that, and I understand the nuts and bolts, and as I play it, I deconstruct it. I just don't deconstruct Disco Elysian as I play it. I just only enjoy it, and I think that makes it a little bit special. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like you said, that's got to be pretty rare as someone that has been involved quite deeply in quite a few video games at this point. Oh, hopefully I'll get that back. I mean, part of that's just when you're in the industry, this you play so many games for homework and there's so many things like I have to evaluate the animation in the next Uncharted game, like all the time. You yeah. Know? Uh, and so you end up anytime you're playing a game, you're looking at the player controller and you're looking at how the the people move and that sort of thing and you just start deconstructing it rather than just setting it setting that all that aside and enjoying it but Mm. disco elysian is nothing like anything i've ever made and probably nothing like i will ever make and there was no reason to deconstruct it and it was brilliant and so i got to just (laughs) 
enjoy it as a gamer, which was fun. Nice. I need to try that again. I I tried it one time and I think I just wasn't in the mood for it. I was just like, mm, no, and turned it off. So I I need to try it again because everyone tells me it's brilliant and like people that I respect like yourself tell me it's great. So I'm like I need to just try again cuz it it's the con the whole concept of it sounds cool. It looks stunning. Like I I should enjoy it. So yeah. I should try it again sometime. Give it a go. But Give it a go. Yeah, I will. Uh well Gwen it, it has been it's been a year is a uh <laughs> it's gonna mild. be another one and it's gonna be a whole on. other one and i wish it wouldn't but it will like it's going to <laughs> so <laughs> here we are here but we uh are. yeah uh i just want to say thank you for listening uh for our podcast over the last year when we it's been on and off as the whole year has been, but hopefully we're settling back into a, more of a groove now. Uh, if you want to give us a follow. We say that every time. This we time do. we're going to be regular. For real. This, For is, real. this is the one now. Believe it. <laughs> but yeah, give us a follow over on Dialogue Box Cast. Uh, Gwen can be found on Dire Goldfish and I can be found on um, Chris Slight. And, Those uh, are Twitter handles. Oh, yeah, those are Twitter handles. Also, Instagram, if you're interested. I'm actually using Instagram a lot more after I realized Twitter just bums me out and I hate it there. And it's a hell site and I don't want to be on it anymore. But I gave they gave me a special blue tick so I can't leave. But <laughs> I don't want to go on it. So follow me on Instagram because I'm trying on there now. But uh, anyway, if you enjoy the show, leave a review on wherever you happen to be listening to us on. Like Apple Podcasts or... I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify. So don't worry about doing that. But tell a friend if you're listening on Spotify. And uh, yeah, Gwen, thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for, thank you for talking to me. Uh, this has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slight, and you've been in the Dialogue Box.